0: Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you The Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Hi, uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. If you have not left that five-star review, please do so. And if you'd like to watch the full video version of this podcast, Hit it up on YouTube.com forward slash Ryan Holtz. Now, my next guest has been fired, but I think it is probably the biggest blessing of her life. Her name is Heather Monahan, and she is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and founder of Boss in Heels. Having successfully climbed the corporate ladder for nearly 20 years, Heather Monahan is one of the few women to break the glass ceiling and claim her spot in the C-suite. As a Chief Revenue Officer in Media, Heather Monahan is a Glass Ceiling Award winner named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017, and Thrive Global named her a limit-breaking female founder in 2018. Heather, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Ryan. I'm happy to be here.
0: Now, do you know what day it is today? Friday. Okay, no, it's more than Friday. Guess again. What day is it today? Today is the day that Heather Monahan. And Ryan Holtz make one of the most epic, special podcasts in what I think is one of the best mediums in the world as its long format. So I don't know if you didn't get the memo, but today is a very special day, my friend.
1: I got the memo. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so, so you got fired. You
0: um, really kind of used that to propel yourself and, and create um, you know, the Heather Monahan brand. I mean, you're, you are really... Um, a true representation of your brand. Uh, and I own a marketing agency. So we do branding and, and stuff like that all day long for, you know, mid companies all the way to, to you know, larger companies. And, uh, you know, branding and marketing has changed a lot over the last, you know, let's say decade. And, and I have to say, thank God, because Um, Gone are the days where, you know, your brand is your logo, so to speak. You know, your brand is really the human entity in which, you know, your company and your messaging is putting out to the rest of the world. For you saying, hey, I am, uh, you know, uh, a former corporate uh, person, which to me is, you know, I I like to I don't want to I don't want to offend anybody. But at the same time, I almost call it like a brainwashing cleansing. If you've worked in corporate for, for years and years because you were always taught to do things kind of a certain way and. You know, don't be too loud and don't be too big. And maybe you're not small enough, and maybe you're too big and not big enough. And so, for you, um, how has that adjustment been? Uh, you've you know talked on a plethora of of media companies and and TV and radio and that, and uh, just about getting fired and how you kind of thought it was the the worst day of your life at the time, and uh, now you've basically said, hey, I think this is probably the best day of my life.
1: You just brought you touched on a lot of things that I want to address and, you know, branding and marketing. I was in the radio business. So my job was to brand and market different companies. And that's how we generate revenue. And that was my objective was to drive revenue. And so what's interesting is a year before I got fired. So four years ago now, I launched a personal brand. Yeah. Now it's, it's not a coincidence. I got fired 12 months after that. And you brought something up. You said, maybe you're getting too big. Maybe you're too small, whatever. Well, the, what's so interesting to me is I was in an advertising company and I started marketing and branding myself, which was genius. And truly everyone on my team should have been doing that as well to show that you're really an expert in something that you understand. I want to go to someone for advice that knows what they're doing if that person has a strong personal brand and represents a company, they're gonna do a great job representing me. I'm thinking that way. Well, in fact, the CFO that I was um, working side by side with for 14 years felt very threatened by the fact that I did that, had the um, general counsel call me and tell me that it was a breach of my contract and that I had to shut my personal brand down and threaten me, et cetera, et cetera. So that last year that I had there was really tumultuous and stressful and negative, but I wouldn't shut my personal brand down. And the reason why I wouldn't, I remember thinking I'm not hurting anybody. Mm. I'm not being malicious. You know, like there's the message I was putting out was that I came from nothing and found a way to get to the C-suite. Everyone else can too. Here's what I learned. Here's how you get ahead in corporate America. Here's how you advance yourself. And I thought, you know what? Bank of America has C-suite executives that have personal brands. Why can't I, 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 right? Like there's other huge companies out there. And it just, it didn't make sense to me. And I'm super proud of myself that I didn't back off. Like I didn't let the man quote, this is a woman, but you know what I mean? Like tell me for my whole life in corporate America, someone was always telling me whether it be the shareholders or the board of directors, you know, you're being told what lane to go in and how to act and how to dress and how to behave. And finally I was saying, you know what? No, I know how to brand. I know how to market and I'm going to show that. I'm going to shine a light on it and I'm going to invest in me. And it scared the heck out of other people and that woman ended up becoming the CEO because her father became ill, stepped down and he appointed her CEO. She fired me immediately and that day was a nightmare and it has been a hard road the last 3 years. I'm not going to mince words about it. But what I decided to do coming from my marketing and branding um, background was say, you know what, I can shine a light on this incident and put it to work for me, or I can hide from it underneath a weighted blanket and you know, just go back to another company and do what I've been doing for the past 20 years. And I said, I'm gonna flip the script and I'm gonna put getting fired to work for me and start really shining a light on the idea that fired is a bad thing. It's not, it's not rejection, it's redirection. and. And I'm living proof that you can get beyond it.
0: Well, uh, you know, lanes and and kind of minimalization happens in all forms, and there, there's huge movements, whether it's Me Too movements, whether it's uh, you know Black Lives Matters movements, whether it's you know I'm a woman movement, whether it's I'm a I, I'm somebody with a disability movement, um, and people in 2020 have really you know taken uh, the plunge and said no, like I'm not I'm not going to back down and stay behind this you know quote unquote gated fence and i'm really going to use what makes me unique there's only one thing that truly makes somebody unique from the next person and that's truly truly expressing them full their full selves on purpose and you know i always say you will never get to the success that you want to get to unless you share your full story in its full capacity the good the bad the sad the ugly and the nightmare um because i you know i can always sense when i'm reading a book and i'm only getting You know 25 percent of the story every single story i study movies a lot because you and i are in the same business where we're trying to get you know attention and attention you know is not granted you have to work to get somebody to to read your content and to watch your videos and i always ask myself how do how did these big production houses get somebody to sit in a movie theater for two hours in the darkness prior to being prior to covid and have to smell people and watch this movie. How do they do that? And it's called story structure. Story structure always has four characters. You got the victim, you got the guide, right? You got the, you got the, uh, you got the victim. You got the guide. You got the lead, and you kind of have the supporting cast there. And in every story, good or bad, you kind of have these four elements that pull from it. For you, and I, I I'm very pro woman in the sense that I was raised by a single mom. So my mom gave me a lot of characteristics inside myself that, you know, even back in the day, big football guy playing football. And then I'd be like, okay, let's go ladies. Let's go look at shoes. I want to look at some pants. I want to look at some colors. And people were like, how the hell are you able to, you know, go complete masculinity and then go to the other side? And I always used to tell people there's no difference to me. I don't view the feminicity and masculinity as separate entities for me. It's something that I can pull to at any given time. So when I see somebody like you, and you know you got the boss and heels hashtag going, and you know you're you're pushing strength uh, through your posts, and then I see you on the Skype call with me right now doing this podcast, and you're just an everyday woman, got the AirPods, you got your hat on. How for you have you managed to say I have the Heather Monahan brand? But, you know, I'm really just an everyday person, just like the next people that I'm really trying to impact. Where do you pull from for that? Did you learn it? Have you always been that way? If I was to ask you this question at 21 years old the Heather Monahan, what would I even be looking at at that time? You know, I want my audience to get a true representation of what that looks like for you in your life.
1: Yeah, no, when I was younger and I Heather, sorry never... to interject.
0: I always ask my guests sixteen part questions. So don't be worried if you're like, wait a sec, I think he asked ten questions there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll remind me what the question is. I are. will. <laughs> <laughs> but I when I was younger, I would never show up to a meeting or an interview in a baseball hat and you know and not be glamorous. Like that was I was very intimidated by what other people thought and I wanted to project an image that I thought people would like or how I was supposed to look or, you know, instead of this idea of now I show up as me, what you know, whatever that is on whatever day and it, it doesn't matter to me. I know that as long as I'm being true to myself, that's what counts and that is what resonates. And I also, because I worked side by side next to a woman for years that pretended she was perfect, had the perfect outfit, never wore the same outfit twice, had the blowout every day, I (laughs) couldn't stand that. I, I, I used to think like, that's so not real. And I had a therapist when I was in college that said to me, if you see someone trying to be perfect, run, run the other way, those are the people you need to be scared of in life. And I've always remembered that and so now that I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm comfortable being me and and that can look different and that can be me doing different things. I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a single mom. I love working out, I'm super competitive. I work all, a lot, like in, my job takes me from, you know, writing books to, you know, doing podcasts, doing all these weird speaking games, virtually different things, right? And sometimes I'll show up as a glamorous version of myself. And then sometimes I show up like this. And it's funny, I had someone say to me, wow, you look really different today. And I said, I look different all the time, believe it or not, I'm 46 years old. So if I don't you know, look the same way that I did in the picture, doesn't mean that I'm different. It just means I didn't do my hair or whatever. And, you know, the good news for me now is I don't feel like I ever have to justify that or explain it. I just let people know like, you know, this is me. And and the more that you can step into and not be concerned with how other people perceive you, that's the more, you know, authentic I'm so
0: happy you're enjoying this episode of the Reinhold show podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Reinhold's Marketing. At Reinhold's Marketing, we offer branding, content creation, consulting to help grow you or your business or your personal brand inside of that business. We know that in a digital world, it is extremely important to have a great presence using the interwebs. This is where we come in, whether it's video production, social media campaigns, you get it. We're online. We help you succeed in whatever goals that may be. If you would like to sponsor an episode of the Rhino Show podcast or partner to reach a a higher audience and to also maybe have your company or your founder or your figurehead or spokesperson, you know, give a little bit of education on what your company provides in terms of service or offers, please email info at ryanholtz.ca. Also remember to subscribe on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash ryanholtz where you can find all of our video version of our podcast and remember if you're listening on itunes please smash a five star review we would be greatly appreciated and this podcast is available anywhere you listen to podcasts always remember curiosity should be your mandate and uh just want to wish you love prosperity and happiness from the team hold squad take care and enjoy the remainder of this episode over and out
1: like real version, a true version of you that, you know, you're going to find. And it's pretty powerful. How much
0: of the pre-programming though, prior to stepping on a, a podcast or an interview, it impacts how you do feel because I mean, there's a, there's an element to how you feel when it's, it's, you know, as soon as you wake up in the morning and you kind of put your feet down on the ground, there's, there is a certain feeling there. And, you know, that's why I posted the other day. I said, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, uh, I don't over an index on the passion, where I think curiosity for me is the driver that really gets you going when you start getting those punches and those knockdowns and whatnot. For you, how do you pull and say, well, I'm going to wear a ball cap today and I'm totally cool with that. And then maybe tomorrow you're like, I I just really want to get done up to the nines. I don't know what it is. I just feel great. Is it your schedule that's dictating that to a degree, right? What you got going on?
1: So this week, a a good friend of mine was leaving town and she had no one to watch her two children. And so she told me this at dinner in front of her child with my child sitting there. So I said, listen, obviously I'm going to move in for the week and take care of your kids. So this week, my (laughs) life has been every single anything I have this week is me showing up in baseball hat. And luck. I've canceled so many things because... Having three kids at home in Zoom school and having to cook for them and you know take care of them and having a dog, which I don't typically have. I usually have one child at home in Zoom school and that's manageable. But multiply that now by three with a dog, it's been total chaos, complete <laughs> madness, and going to bed late, Like it, it's crazy. So yeah, it's definitely dictated a lot by schedule. Um, and, and then after that, for example, if I had been home in my own home this week and and had been doing my own schedule, yeah, I would have a lot more flexibility. And so, Mm. yeah, I'd probably make some different decisions, but not all of them.
0: It's interesting because you're, you know, you, you, what you've kind of explained there. And I think a lot of people don't realize this is you, you've been patient with yourself. You've been patient with yourself this week is what you've really done because you said, OK, I, I know my week is going to be a gong show. Basically, um, I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to accept it and I'm going to create as much space as I can. That being said, in order to do that, I'm going to have to make some certain uh, certain changes and try to buy some time or steal some time where, where you can. Uh, Glamorous. I mean, glamorous, glamorous, glamorous. I look at your brand and I, I, I've, I've seen you on LinkedIn for quite a while now. Um, and I think it was a Gary V or something like that, that initially where I seen your face and I'm like, OK, I remember the face. Um, and then I watched the video because I, I don't know. I, I love watching the dynamic with a male and female chat in an interview. I don't know what it is about it, um, because I feel like. There's gonna be tells in that if you got a guy that's like okay, I'm crazy and I'm type A and we're gonna go, and then the woman's like, I'm type A and we're crazy and we're gonna go. I like to see when it meets in the middle. I like to see if it becomes disastrous or it becomes just a complete respect of the minds, you know, and and really trying to share perspective. So for you, you know, mixing the glamorous. If I'm if I'm one of my listeners right now and I said, Well, Ryan, I mean, I, I went to Heather's LinkedIn and I went to all her profile. And oh my God, she's got this, like, she looks like she's just killing life. I don't know if I can get there. How the heck do I get there? What do you say to that person? Because some people could look at you and just feel completely annihilated by like, I'm not even close to that right now. Like, we're like in a minus hundred position here. What would you say to that person?
1: Well, that's exactly why I post, I broke out in a horrible rash a month ago. I don't know what it came from. It was some kind of infection that I got and I I had to go to the doctor and I had to go on medication. I post those pictures. So people will say to me like, why? Unfortunately, those pictures of me with baseball hat, no makeup, me with a rash all over my face, they don't do well. But i post them they're there you go into my feed you can find them right so i would suggest to people like, i do keep it very real however and, and this is interesting because it's the algorithm responds to how quickly people comment and like your post right it shows it to more of your audience so the pictures and the posts that perform the best are when i am glammed up on a ted talk stage when i am at my most glamorous in a photo shoot. And why is that, though,
0: Heather? Let's let's dive into that, though. Why is that? Are people wanting to sell themselves on, oh, my God, I love Heather. It's perfect. Like, there's a huge psychological factor there. Because even when you're pushing a message like, yo, everybody, keep it real. Here's my rash. This is who I am. They're like, okay. Um, But I kind of like the glammed up Heather. Even if they're not, even if they're looking at you saying, well, I don't know if I can achieve that. Like, think about the psychology. I'm just trying to go into the psychology, what you said there. Because you, you're you actually pushing out a message saying, hey, guys, keep it real. So here's my real picture. Doesn't do as well. Okay, it's guys, better. here's the glammed up Heather, which I've already said, this is not every single day and every moment of every day. It's going to do incredible. Like, do you ever look back and say, this is kind of funny? Like, wow, like, this is a big learning moment here. Like, what the heck? Oh,
1: yeah, I post about it. I, yeah, I post. <laughs> About it, I say it's so bizarre that I can anticipate what posts will do well based upon what images I use. I mean, that talks a lot about our society. It's really sad.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There was somebody that posted the other day on on the on the on the TV, and it was. Um, they were trying to... I'm a, I'm a huge true crime person. Like, it's the one thing that I... Somebody, if somebody says, Ryan, what do you do that's so ridiculous and useless with your time? Because I do need that out. I'm a father. I'm a husband. But if I get a few minutes to myself one-on-one, sometimes I want to do stuff that has nothing to do with work. I just want something dumb and makes my brain not have to think a lot. And I love true crime. So they're trying to find this serial killer. And the detectives are saying... You know, unfortunately, this is a show of humanity, but we wanted to include a dog with the advertisement because for some reason we weren't getting enough eyeballs on the fact that these poor like people were dying. But as soon as we brought in animal abuse or anything like that, people were all over it. And the detective said, I hate to say it, but in some senses, we feel like you know, they almost valued that the dog was being abused more than the people who were dying. So we just wanted to try to find this killer. Um, so we started being creative with our advertising. It, I'm a marketer. It was really weird to hear like a detective talk about basically a creative campaign and trying to get like increased increase the click through rate. Like it was odd, right? What would you say to that and to the kind of the sadness? of that statement
1: (laughs) he's right i mean anyone and everyone knows a cute animal picture is gonna do unbelievably well on social media right so that guy is smart that's very very smart (laughs) however again it goes back to which is very very sad that you know this is the world that we live in and and now more than ever with you know so many people stuck at home and people bored and sick of social media and all of this it's just You know, it's just, it's sad that the state of affairs that we're in, it just, it's disappointing. But you know what, I will tell you something very interesting that I've been seeing just in the past couple of weeks, very thoughtful posts around people's pain and kindness have been doing incredible incredibly well. I had a post go viral um, two weeks ago that was no picture, no glamorous, nothing. And it was just writing about how you don't know what someone else is dealing with. The struggle is real and that people are really struggling and suicide rates are are so incredibly high and depression is is rampant right now. And talking about empathy for others and those posts are doing really well. So that is promising to me that it says you know people are um, connecting with this really challenging time and having empathy, empathy for one another if social
0: media wasn't so good at building a brand uh you know getting eyeballs you know attracting you know potential business that you want to attract would you say that you naturally are somebody that would wake up and want to partake in social media or is it something that you're like i'm using this as a tool to help me propel towards a goal and to kind of help enforce my why or would you say, no, even if this wasn't the purpose, I mean, Heather Monahan would just be on this phone, you know, thumbing away all day long.
1: No, I mean, listen, I'm all about optimizing time and, you know, and making decisions that are going to benefit my bottom line, benefit my brand, my business, you know, and free up time so I can do things like be with my son and, you know, do the things that I want to do. No, I definitely am very active on social media because at the end of the day, it allows you to get your, if you're consistent, if you show up every day, if you put the work in, you can really build a large community and impact people in a positive way and drive revenue and build a business, you know? So yeah, I'm definitely there for um, the second option, of the first.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting because I look at it too. The, like sometimes I look at my phone and I'm like, you're playing with your fucking phone all day. Like, I'm playing with my fucking phone. It seems very, very amateur to me sometimes. Like, like I'm trying to, like, it's hard to explain, but I'm like, okay, I know what the purpose is. I know what this is doing. I know the accomplishments that are being made from it, but I'm still not, like, I don't have a great relationship with the idea. Like, I mean, I, it's it's kind of interesting. I I, I kind of picture this. I could be in the middle of a crowd, obviously, you know, not COVID-19, but before that, Let's say I'm in the middle of a crowd to 10,000 people on a stage talking. And I look at it and I'm like, Ryan, but you could go to the bathroom stall, go to the bathroom with your phone and touch more people than that 10,000 crowd that you just were standing in through this little smartphone and device. It is odd to me. Like when I think of it in those terms, do you ever kind of look down as you're, you know, posting, replying, talking to people and think what the heck like this is a conduit to the world that I'm holding in my hands. Like do you think of it as a as a macro base like that?
1: No, I I really don't, but I'm I'm grateful for it now in this time that we're all separate, right? I mean, thank goodness that we have the ability to communicate with, you know, others and community and and reply to people because we are so many of us are you know stuck at home and and the time i'm really grateful for the technology that we have
0: interesting interesting uh 21 year old heather monahan what does she look like describe 21 year old heather monahan
1: yeah, back then I was a sales representative for the Gallo Winery. I had just graduated college. I was the top salesperson in the state. I was crushing it and I was getting sexually harassed by my boss back then. So I ended up quitting that job. That was a really tough year for me. Um, but that transition led me to the radio business, which is really where, you know, I spent 20 years of my career. So I guess it all happened for a reason you're
0: you're 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 tough you, you you seem like somebody who can really ascertain somebody's character in about 1.75 seconds like i can see it in your eyes where you really that first kind of hop you can you, you're really trying you're, you're a great people reader i think like i can see that with you what for you are elements of a human that you know that you're going to connect with that you can almost feel immediately if you go to the energy side of a relationship
1: hey it's just an energy right with people like your energy that i got right away you know just through social media i can i just know if i'm gonna connect with someone it's very rare that you misread that you know like you trust your instinct trust your gut and you can just get a sense um but again that goes back to if you're you're you have to show up as the real you and when you Mm. do show up as the real you other people (laughs) feel that energy right but when you and also, you know, to the flip side of that, when people aren't showing up as the real them, I feel like there's a block <laughs> or something, and those are people that I'm like, man, nah, I'm not doing that show, and I'm, I'm all set. You know, I don't, I don't really. And it's funny since I've been home with COVID, I started, I launched an executive coaching business because I couldn't go out and speak anymore. And it's so bizarre that a lot of my clients that come to me are great and great energy, but there's been a couple that the energy's been off. And it's so one of those examples that you need to sometimes you need to fire clients if they're not the right fit for you, because, Mm. you you know, you need to take care of your energy and protect your space, especially when you're working so much behind a a computer. It can be really draining.
0: Well, I mean, and you know this, too. I mean, you know, even on the personal and professional level, when you're communicating with somebody online, like I mean, I remember going for lunches with people and there's these people still will like forever stand out in my mind. Where they had a massive personality online. And then I sat down with them and it was just it was odd. Like they were quiet. Quiet to the point of I I, I thought, you know, did I say something wrong? Like did I you know, cause it was just so weird and I'm thinking That's what the heck is is happening. Uh, with this person I don't have a lot of patience in the sense of um, when I when it comes to people I really try to figure out who is this person what is their motive and do I want to be a part of that journey with them uh, I value their time and my time equally so I don't want to waste your time or my time and I, I feel like I can ascertain that within the first you know couple minutes of chatting with somebody. Um, and I, I just don't like the fluff questions. I want to get to know somebody. I mean, I want I'm, I'm Genuinely curious into the people who I talk to and I feel like if you're being interviewed or I'm being interviewed I can always tell when somebody's asking me bullshit questions uh, Or or as opposed to like this person's really trying to kind of gauge my character try to understand Kind of me for me and and I just I love when somebody's like Ryan. I'm, I'm here for you today Like I'm showing up for you today. This is our time And this is my focus for you. What would you say the level of, I guess, superficiality on social media on a scale of one to ten? How much I guess, how rampant do you feel like it runs or do you feel like, no, you know, there's there's a few people that are kind of weird, but, you know, for the most part, they're good. Like, what would you how do you base that for you in your life?
1: I do believe that there's definitely way more good people out there than bad and you know, negative and fake for sure. I oh my gosh, I totally believe that. However, there are, you know, there is a faction of people that I mean you can just see right through I can just see right through it. You know, I hope other people can see through. It. But some of these people are, are have very large communities, you know, they've grown big brands, but it seems very it seems not very true to me. It seems off, you know.
0: uh being a mother i you know i I did my digital deep dive on you and i'm like i'm trying to find some old college party pictures of you or something embarrassing or maybe you got cheese on your head or something i was just trying to find i'm like I, i need to figure out who this heather monahan person is and it's interesting you um would you say you're somebody that keeps your cards close or are you quite open is it, Or does it depend on who you're talking to?
1: No, my book, Confidence Creator, is a compilation of my lowest moments in my life and how I leverage them to create confidence. So I include the story of getting arrested. I include the story of getting cheated on, getting divorced. No, I definitely, for a long portion of my life, specifically in corporate America, I, I put the facade on, I put the mask on. And when I got fired, I decided that's, that's over, that's in my rear view now. Now I'm gonna show up as the real me. And I'm so grateful that that happened because the more you show up as the real you, the more you attract the right people to you. Mm. I had been attracting the wrong people to me because I was wearing the mask, right? I was in a room of people who wanted me to be small, people who didn't want me to grow, didn't want me you know, to shine my light. And I was so afraid to leave. I used to say, I have golden handcuffs, I can't leave. But what I didn't realize is if I left, I'd find the right people. Right? You get so locked into what you're used to and what's your norm that you don't even allow yourself to think outside of that little bubble. And and getting fired gave me that opportunity to step into who I really was, take that mask off, and then attract the right opportunities to me.
0: You've interviewed quite a few people, and you've you've kind of you know you've did, you did the digital stalker route where you you said, hey, I want to I want to talk to this person. And, you know, it's hard to access certain people and you have to really put in that work and try to figure out how you can give them a value proposition that makes sense for them. Right. And podcasting, it's interesting because people, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people right now are saying podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. And it's kind of sexy, but I'm like, I hope people really understand the benefits of podcasting. And my first benefit of podcasting, I would never say is money. I would say it's the experience you're getting and the I mean, every person you talk to it's a new experience right that first 30 seconds of a conversation like you better get that thing up or, or this is gonna be a sinking ship very quick and I, I feel like you can't go to school to learn those types of skills but what's really interesting is when I get guests I treat it like how before I got married how did I get my wife to actually see enough value in me to marry me so I treat a lot of these guests as a relationship where I'm like well Ryan you know who called who first who texted who first who's maybe a little head light, more ahead life and where can you fulfill that who are some people that you've interviewed or maybe one that you're just like and I and I don't I don't care if it's a big name small name or everyday name but just somebody you're like that was a game changer for me like I learned a lot from that interview whether it was how did I book them just one where you're like no this I actually left the interview. And, and, and it changed some of my life. Like I literally went back to okay. the drawing board.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a good story for you on that. So, I mean, the key for everyone to know is it's all about how are you going to deliver value for the other person, right? So I wanted to interview Jesse Itzler. And I have a friend who happens to know him. They're not close, but they know one another. He said, Heather, I'll introduce you to his business manager, but i that's the best I can do. I'm, I'm like, great. Give me give me that intro. So I do my research on this guy, right? The guy and I get on the phone. He's like, just letting you know, Jesse's not doing interviews right now, whatever. I'm like, totally understand. How how are you doing? You know, tell me about you. How's your business and what, what's happening? So the guy and I hit it off and I end up, I have an idea for him. I'm like, listen, I have an idea. I'm going to connect you to this guy. I think he can help you, blah, blah, blah. So I help him out. A week passes. He has a call with a guy that I helped him out with, and he sends me a note: "Hey, that really worked out great. Thank you so much for doing it." And I write back: "No problem. Listen, in the future, if you, if Jesse ever frees up, you know, just let me know. I'll, I'll make time available. Whatever. Told, you know, that'll that'll be great." He messages me back: "I'll, I'll get him for you next week." So, you know. So the guy was just protecting him. So I said, "Thank you so much." So I like to meet people in person. This is pre-COVID, because when you are face to face with people, amazing things happen.
0: Yes. And so, so true. That's like
1: my my mantra so in life and, and in sales. Yeah. So I he won't meet me in person. He lives in Atlanta and I live in Miami and I'm messaging his assistant. I'm like, no, I will come to Atlanta. I want to. She's like, no, he only wants to do it on Zoom. I said, All right, fine, we're on Zoom. Jesse gets on and Zoom goes out. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I message, I message the assistant and I say, "Hey, um, it looks like you have a problem with your internet. How about I hop on a plane and fly to Atlanta?" And sh- all of a sudden, my phone rings and it's Jesse. And so he said, "I'm so embarrassed. Feel really bad, but our internet is out. Oh my gosh, these people are billionaires with a 'b' and their internet's out, right?" So I say, <laughs> I'm like, dude, what kind of house are you running out there? Listen, I'm gonna jump on the next flight and come to Atlanta. He's like, you're full of it. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm serious. My best friend lives in Druid Hills. I'll go stay with them for the night. Like, this is no big deal. He said, oh my gosh, I live right near there. You're kidding. Anyways, make a long story short, he says, all right, come out. So I fly out, I go to his house. Um, I interview and we hit it off like we end up hanging out for a few hours but then I had to babysit my girlfriend's kids so I'm like Jesse I gotta leave I promised my friend I'd watch her kids whatever I'm always watching people's kids hey so- hey this
0: is, is interesting though don't don't bypass this right to the your whole story is built on value so the the friend that you're staying at's house you're actually doing her a solid or him a solid by watching exactly. the kids right I like yeah. this is a 360 value story here keep going though
1: but this, that's how you ha- I mean, you always have to be doing good for others and it comes back to you. So i he goes, here's myself, keep myself. There's ever anything I can do, any way I can help you, Heather. He was just so nice. So I leave, and he had mentioned I had this um, microphone with me that he really likes. like, that's so cool. So as soon as I get to my girlfriend's house, I'm babysitting her kids, I go on Amazon, and I order the, the microphone for him, this silver Yeti microphone, and I have it overnighted to his house that I had just left, right? With a note that's like thank you so much, appreciate you. So I left, you know, a good impression with him and whatever. And so he sends me a text when he gets it, he's like, That was such a like what a classy move that you sent me that. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Well, wouldn't you know? Fast forward, he and his wife, Sarah Blakely, get the call that they are being hired to speak at a conference in Boston, a sales and marketing conference. And Fast forward a couple of months and they're like, who are we gonna have interview you guys? Like on stage, who would be the right oh. person? So suddenly, guess whose name gets brought up and Jesse's like, ah, Heather, yes, Heather and Let's get Heather Monahan in here. So because of, going the extra mile because of getting to know his business manager, helping him out and then, you know, helping promote Jesse and, you know, just treating people nicely and supporting them and, you know, leaving things on a good note. When my name gets thrown in the mix, he immediately says, let's do Heather Monaghan. So I get to, I get hired to fly out to Boston to interview Sarah Blakely and Jesse it's of live on stage in front of thousands of people. And it was this amazing experience, but it would have never had happened because Jesse wouldn't have, if Jesse didn't know me, I wasn't getting the green light to come in, right? They would have picked someone else they knew. So it was just an interesting full circle that the more good that you do, the more you show up and support other people, the more you do the next right thing, it always ends up in the end coming back and, and um, that's the way we do it. I don't know much
0: about your childhood, Heather, but is it, you know, your, your ability to hustle and really be dialed into to kind of surroundings and you're able to pick up on, you're able to read between the lines, you know, I can tell that and it's amazing because, and, I, and I, I'm sure you're aware of it, but I feel like that's a super talent because uh, a lot of people aren't able to read between the lines. It's kind of like sales where if somebody says, hey, Heather, you know what, really love the product or service, just not the right timing right now. Well, you you know when that's being said to you kind of based on tonality or how it was said, is it really not the best time or did I miss something or is there something I'm missing to the story which then you'd kind of fire back and try to clarify and sometimes that clarification that you make you get the sale even though it you know wasn't the and right to, time.
1: To that point, what I say in a situation like that I say I'm Confused. Can you tell me? So that's, and that's a great for anyone listening right now. Whenever you find yourself in a situation where you're trying to get a deal closed, you think that you're moving forward with a deal and it's stale, you stalemate, always leave with, I'm confused because it's not offensive. You're not attacking the other person, but you're about to, we want them to empty their cup and I want to know everything that's going on, right? Because <laughs> if I was, if I was thinking I was closing you, I thought I was solving a problem for you. Well, then I'm off somehow. So I'm confused. T- tell me a little bit more about that and then they're gonna empty that cup and once we have everything out on the table then we can solve the problem and close the deal
0: that word though is also a power transference and it's a wall breaker because if so, if I come to you and say Heather I'm so confused I wouldn't say that you feel bad for me but your empathetic bone in your body is mm-hmm. gonna say well wait a sec no 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 let me give some clarification for Ryan because if you don't do that you're just in my opinion you're probably a bad person in general cuz it's just mean right like somebody says hey Ryan I'm confused I'm like well no 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 like I want to explain let me cl- let me clarify this you, you, did you I don't did you grow up in a two parent household was was so just mom or just dad like is, is did you get this hustle from some of your childhood or
1: uh, again I, I don't know so. much Mine- about it my mom was a single mom when i was a child my first oh gosh my first 14 no 12 years of my life were not good my mom was you know on food stamps and it it was not a great situation so the one thing i learned i started a paper route when i was nine or ten years old and then i started bussing tables at diners and i started working at fast food restaurants yeah I, i mean i was i was a hustler from day one and it wasn't because I was naturally driven. It was because I didn't want to have to use food stamps. I didn't want, I didn't like how that felt. Like I I didn't Mm. want to be scared all the time. Mm. And I just remember that feeling that if I get out and outwork everyone, I didn't think I was smart when I was young. And I just used to think, but I can work harder than everyone. And listen, that took me really far in my career. However, that will not take you to where you ultimately want to go. You will burn out. It's not the end all answer, but it is a difference maker. If you don't hustle and you don't work hard, I, I, I don't believe these people that are like, oh, I just sit around and I put out to the universe what I want and it shows up on my doorstep. So <laughs> like, yeah, BS. Like, I'm not okay. buying that. that. That is no secret, right? Right. So I don't believe in that. But I do believe that if you work really hard and become strategic, you know, and thoughtful about what is that long term goal and how can we find a better way to to do it? How can we innovate around your concepts and change and modernize and and grow? If you begin to think like that and work hard and surround yourself with the right people, you can get to the places that you really want to go.
0: So if we take somebody who has the power or where you want to get to and you're starting out, Let's say, let's say uh podcast interviews. One of the biggest questions I ask myself after I do an interview with somebody, especially if they're if they're notable or a big name, is well, how can I keep this relationship going? How can I how can I not just be a one night stand? I don't wanna be a one night stand. I wanna grow, I wanna grow a long-term relationship, but I don't want to do it in a corny, tacky, or cheesy way. I don't wanna do that. Because that's that's gonna kill everything I already built in the first place. And I don't have an answer to that, Heather. And 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 it, maybe I'm confused. Maybe I'm confused. Um, because I've talked to so many people and I sit back and I have this conversation with my wife all the time. Because my wife and I are very similar, but she's a very different thinker. She can truly think without putting emotion into the thought. Very, very tactful and I love that. But I'm like, well, how can I you know, give value? I love the fact that you said, hey, he really liked my microphone and I picked up on that and I sent the microphone to his house. That's awesome little incremental way to, to build some value there. Would there be any guidance you would give to people to say, Well, if you do want to, you know, become friends or build some sort of relationship where the person truly does feel like you're being sincere and authentic, is there some talks that you could go? Assuming that when you did talk to the person, you kind of felt like you vibed a bit. You had a little bit of a, okay, it wasn't just an interview. Like I think as a human to human, we connected. If you didn't connect, I mean, that's a different story.
1: Okay, so I'll tell you a different story. So Chris Voss, um, one of the FBI's leading hostage negotiators in the country, awesome guy, amazing book, Never Split the Difference, I'm a huge fan. I got him on my show, this was right before COVID hit and he was here in Miami and he said, do you wanna grab dinner? I'm like, yeah, of course, he's such a great guy. So we have dinner, we hit it off, I could tell like there's a good chance we're gonna be friends but like what you're saying, but he's flying back to Vegas, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm gonna see him again, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you bridge that gap? So one of the things that I do Is I always go support my peeps On social media I'll mm. comment on their stuff I share mm. their stuff to my story They see that, right? Mm. So he sees, like, you know It's a week later He sees, wow, that was really nice That Heather's, like, sharing my stuff Commenting my stuff And then every once in a while I'll DM, like, hey, did you get back say, to, you know, Vegas Or wherever the person lives, you know? And so you, you want to just be supportive and kind, but not, you know, stalker or crazy. And then <laughs> once we were, once we're home, I thought, oh, I'd love to have, I was doing these team meetings um, on Fridays uh, with a group of my coaching clients. And I thought, oh, I'd love to have Chris on one of my meetings. Mm. So I send him a note and I said, Chris, I know you're super busy. Is there any chance you and I can jump on a quick call? I want to ask a favor of you. And so, you know, there if, that if the guy doesn't want it, he's going to write back no. He's like, what do, you, what do you want? You know?" So we jump on a quick call. I said, listen, it would mean the world to me. I will support the heck out of it. I'll repurpose it as another podcast so that he gets more downloads. I'll promote the book again, like talking about all the things that I can do to, to help him. He does, the, he does the call, which went amazing, and my team loved him. And I repurposed it on my podcast, you know, to give him more support and, and more book sales. And then I overnighted him. I remember that when we had dinner, I, he drinks whiskey. I believe it was whiskey. And so I, I overnighted him a bottle of the whiskey that he drinks with a note saying, thank you, you're the best. You know, catch on social media. I'm going to be supporting the heck out of you. So of course he calls me the next thing. he's like, Heather, that was so thoughtful, lovely. I can't even believe that you remembered that that's what you know. I drank, whatever. So it's important to remember the little things about people, right? Like you, if you're gonna ask someone for a favor, you wanna pay, like you wanna do something to thank them for it and be mm. thoughtful. And even supporting in little ways, like social media and sharing posts and stuff, I, I feel like all those little things add up and, and mean something.
0: Without knowing the person, you know, even for you and I, I've never talked to you before. Just a few direct messages um, and then seeing your content digitally. So I don't really have any relationship built with you at all. How do you how do you how do you filter out? uh, And you kind of touched on it earlier, but how do you filter out? Okay, I want to do this interview with this person or I don't period. Without talking to them.
1: Just gut instinct, like, so you and I are connected through a mutual contact. So yes. anytime someone is, if I have a connection to someone through someone I care about, that person is going to be elevated, right? Like, I'm going to take a serious look at them. And I get a lot of requests, you know, every day to do podcasts, and a lot of them, I just, I don't have the time, right? So you have to prioritize, like, yeah. how, you know, but once once I, I knew you through Hala, then it's like, oh, he goes right to the top of the list of anyone, yes. and then... I go look at people's content, and it, it's like what you said with energy and like messaging. Mm. And it's, if I don't get that, oh, this is like right up my alley kind of feel. Then yeah. I I say, yeah, no, thank you. But then when I saw your content, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so in my wheelhouse. I love this guy. So I was just a good feeling that I got, and then you know, here we are. <laughs> I'm so
0: I'm so chill, but so crazy. Like I I have a lot of range. I mean, I if we're sitting down and having dinner or something, it can the conversation can go to tears. And then it can just go to complete laughter, like in a. It's just my character. I, you know, I, I, I really pride myself on. I'm not judgmental. Uh, I'm a great listener. Uh, and if I'm talking to somebody in that moment, like unless my phone is only on, unless my wife calls and says something happened with the kids, because that's to me is number one of everything. But other than that, like I'm focused on that moment with the person in which I'm talking to. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm i thir- I'm like my mom passed away when I was 13 years old, and I was raised by a single mom. And that moment of my life... And that's why my, oh my wall gosh, behind... me. been
1: horrible. My heart is yes. right now.
0: My oh, wall God. behind me is called I Am Enough Wall. It's got certain mementos on there that, you know, even when I dealt myself, I look at this wall and I'm like, Ryan, this shit, you, you're good, bro. Like, you're, you're good. Keep going. It's all good. The football helmet behind me is, is huge because... That football helmet was Ryan uh, got Ryan would have been maybe like a a top drug dealer going crazy, knocking people's heads out because he was so upset. Whereas football said, hey, Ryan, my mom passed away and all of a sudden, you know, I got a I got a classmate. He says, Ryan, you should really come try out for the football team. And it was a great constructive way to, you know, take out frustration and anger. Right. And, uh, you know, it kind of goes forward into what you're saying with with your childhood, um, and for me I know that feeling of just you know I know pain right and you know using that pain to motivate you so for you you look at somebody's content see if you have a frequency uh, and then you kind of base your decision on that what are some things that Heather Monahan? what are some things that you love like when you wake up in the morning what do you do like i don't want your i don't want your tim ferris routine i don't want to go there i want something so minuscule that you're like i just love that i just love this in the morning or i have to do this or it's just your day will be fucked if you don't do this one thing in the morning do you have anything like that
1: oh my gosh i have a 13 year old (laughs) son so i mean it's like he is the light of my life i mean i just love that kid so so much he's amazing so to see him to be able to give him a hug you know and and just check in with him and see how he's doing that makes me so incredibly happy um his name is dylan
0: right shout out to dylan
1: (laughs) shout out to dylan yeah he's hilarious dylan's the real
0: mvp in this conversation by the way (laughs)
1: True story. It's such a true story. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. So that's, you know, number one. I I love working out. I, I love being outside and I'm really grateful in this horrible time of COVID that, you know, having the opportunity to live in Florida and be able to go outside and, you know, run at a track and that part has just been huge. And I love people. So I miss the, you know, the live events that we would do and speaking engagements and you know, real on-site kind of things. I really miss that, but so I, it makes you focus even more on the things that we can be grateful for, like just you know, crazy the few people that you do get to see, or just being outside on a beautiful day. Like today is such an amazing day in Miami, and I'm so appreciative for all that. Especially knowing some people are in quarantine again, right? So the perspective of this year is just it's been it's been really impactful and see in making you focus on what you can be grateful for.
0: Is there any things you do throughout the day that that are like life hacks where you try to buy back time like I know your social media is, you know, you're, you're rapidly on there. Do you have a team that helps you with it? Is there some certain ways? Yeah. Cause I'm like, there's no way that Heather so can be twisted. like
1: twisted. I do not. Yeah. I do not do all of that stuff. No, definitely not. But yeah, you have to have teams of people that help yeah. you. And, and, and I've got lots of people actually Hala is the one that she leads a team that manages my social media. And you know, she's such a wonderful person that I trust so much and having that, you know, Picking the right people to trust and picking the right pe- talents and people to surround yourself with is really important because then I don't have to worry about what's going on over there. I just know she's got me. She'll, you know, um, it'll be great. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's gonna be good. You know, we'll make it work. So that is a life hack: is to surround yourself with people you trust that are really talented, more talented than you are, and and let them go. Right? Don't you don't have to do everything. Another thing is say no. Like mm. I say no all the time, and I know. For some people, they're like, oh, she's mean or, you know, and I get people get mad at me. Like, oh, can you do this on social media? And I say no, and and they'll come back like, you know what? You should should be doing more and giving back more. Well, that's you, man. You go do you and I'm going to do me. Because for me, I know I'm really busy, I'm maxed out, and I'm gonna say no to a lot of things. I also do a lot of good things too, right? Like I've been, I was on the board of City Year Miami Charity for eight years. I constantly (laughs) do give backs. I give away so much stuff. I do lots of good and I feel good about that. So I don't feel bad when I say no to someone, right? No is a, it's a complete sentence. Mm.
0: What kind of, what's your favorite perfume, Heather? Are you big on smell? Aromatherapy. Yeah,
1: she, she <laughs> you know it's so funny that you say that. I have a bottle of lavender right behind my computer because any time that I get nervous if I'm going into something, I just sniff the lavender and it calms really? me right down. It's huge. It it works so well.
0: What makes you nervous? What makes is there is there certain things? Is it just is it anxiety based or is there things that trigger it? Do you find that you know you get some nervosity where you're like Heather, why the hell are you nervous right now? You've done this like a thousand times.
1: I was in October, I was headlining the event planner expo with Damon John. And they ah. had my photo and his photo on everything together. And that was a really big deal. I I know Damon, but I'm we're not friends or anything, right? So I, was, I had messaged him a few times, you know, saying like, I'm really looking forward to it. But because it's not someone I already know, like Jesse or someone that I've been on a stage with, mm. I get nervous because I want to I want to respect that person. And if they're putting me at his level, I want to bring my A game. I want to like, I want everyone to walk away from that event and say, she killed it. I care, right? Like, I I really care. That's when I get nervous, is because I'm holding myself really accountable to, Heather, you got to go next level. So for this expo, and I didn't know the people putting the event on. I just met them during COVID on a computer. And so I said to the head of the event, I said, listen, I am going to go next level for this thing because I see that you guys are putting me, you know, at the Damon John level and I, I'm just going to bring it. I'm going to create a Tony Robbins kind of a studio with all the Zoom and I. And the guy's like, what are you doing? We're not paying you enough to do that. Yeah. And I said, I know, but I I, I really want to go next level for you. He goes, no, 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 no. Understand this, Heather. Everyone's going to be sitting at their kitchen table, you know, on their, like, take it down a notch. So. <laughs> And here I was holding myself to this unbelievable standard and it took him and thankfully he told me not to go spend all that money. Thank gosh, I saved that money. So I didn't do it, but I said, you know what? I don't feel good about sitting down. I'm gonna stand up. And so I did my speech standing and I'll tell you the messages I got back from now on, whenever I do speaking engagements, even in the front of the computer, I do them all standing and it really changes the energy level. Like it really takes it up a notch
0: huge huge I converted to a standing desk I got one of those motorized ones that goes up and down it's 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 night it's night and day there there's a certain energy about when you're waving your hands around to the camera and and all of that right uh heather is there anything I can do for you to help you in your in your journey of life I always like to ask my question my guest this question is there anything I can do and think about it don't just uh, cause I, some guests I'm like that was a terrible answer and then others I'm like okay no no that was good one guy responded I love it he's like Ryan you can do one thing for me I said what is that he's like cause more money to come my way I was like yo man I appreciate I appreciate your honesty I appreciate your honesty is there anything I can do to help can, you out yes.
1: Yeah, and I'm a big fan of, and I want your listeners to hear this when someone offers to help you or offers something, convert the opportunity in the moment. We live in such a fast paced world, people get busy, and two weeks later, Ryan's off in another direction, moving 1,000 miles an hour. He doesn't have time to convert. So convert opportunities in the moment. So here's an ask for you Who have you had on your show that you're like, you know what, Heather, you've got it?